This podcast is brought to you by Gamefly.com. Greetings, cocksuckers out there in podcast land. Got Joey Diaz. Felicia Michaels. What's happening, beautiful Felicia? How's it going, my love? Oh, it's going really good, Joey. It's fucking yeah. hot again. It's now. so you see fucking that hot again, yeah. It cooled off for like a week and a half, and it's cold at night. Uh-huh. I mean, at night, I fucking put the air on at night, and I'm freezing in there. I've been sleeping with a t-shirt lately, but uh, it's been fucking hot the last two days, with the peak being tomorrow. Uh-huh. It's supposed to be 100 today. I'm not a weatherman. I don't give a fuck, but, you know, we got air conditioning, so fuck it. But. Do you sleep in your underwear? Are you that guy? I, nah, sometimes I sleep in undies. Sometimes I sleep in sweats with a t-shirt on. Yeah. Sometimes I sleep with no shirt on. Let the fucking cold air. I need for it to be cold, man. Uh huh. Real fucking cold. And it's been cold lately. Like the last last week, there was two nights I didn't even put the air on. Uh-huh. Just the upper fans and the side fan next to me, and I was freezing in that bed. I bet you like it super cold in oh, your bedroom, right? Oh, super cold. Yeah. I like it to the point where I gotta get up if I have to pee. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'll just pee in the fucking bed. I'm walk around, it's too cold out there. It'll Fuck freeze that. up. Oh, my God. And then I'll put a blanket over the spot. Oh, my God, it gets cold. But that's the only way I sleep tight. Uh-huh. Like, when I get eight hours in, it's because it was cold in that room. Or yeah. I ate, like, a pot cookie. Like, yesterday, I ate the brownie and the lollipop. Do you have a big bed? Or do yeah. You, yeah. Well, do you have a king-size bed? Yeah. Yeah. You just got a new bed and stuff, so yeah. there's room in there, and I can spread out. My wife hasn't been sleeping with me because she's pregnant, and I need her in the stomach. <laughs> so, so she goes up and she just falls asleep on the fucking couch now. That is some aggression right there, she is. I would throw one of those Anderson Silvernees right in the belly to fucking knock out the baby and everything. <laughs> so she said, finally, fuck. I, I, I like sleeping. A lot of, you know, I, I didn't sleep for a long time. My mother never raised me with naps. But when I fucking sleep, I sleep. Yeah. You know, I like it. I like to sleep and wake up and not know where the fuck you are. You've had that. Oh, yeah. You wake up in a hotel room on a Sunday. You get the wake-up call. You don't know where the fuck yeah. you're at. You got to sit around for five minutes like, holy shit, do I have a show tonight? What am I where doing? Am I? Turn the shower on. I saw that artwork in three other hotels. Yeah, yeah. You <laughs> yeah. wash your pussy and you're like, yeah. wow, okay. The car's coming in 30 minutes. I got to get the fuck out of here. You forget sometimes. Yeah. After you got to check if you still have your liver or your kidney. Oh, that's if you're in Vegas and you're around Filipinos. You know what <laughs> <laughs> Filipinos. Years ago, they were taking your kidneys in Vegas. Yeah. You, oh, really? Be Urban legends. Yeah. yeah. You beat, no. Well, they even did it. Listen. When they do a law and order about it, it's real. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> that makes law it real. Right. had an episode with yeah, some, some dude woke up in a fucking tub with ice and a note that said, Dom 911, we took your kidney. Wow. So you would, you would get drugged, they'd suck your dick, or you thought so, uh-huh. and then once you pass out, fucking Russians will come in and wow. slice your kidney out and sell it in the black Man, market. Man, how do you suck nice someone's style. cock knowing that you're about to steal their kidney? That is fucking commitment to crime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're like, fuck it, I might as well swallow Sucks. this load because that's I'm chick going for crime. You guys better fucking watch out. That's chick that's crime. Evil chick well, at least crime. they left yeah. a courtesy note. Like in the Philippines, they don't even leave a courtesy they don't note. Even leave a no. No. They, they just do it. They'll put a glass of water a mile away. It's not nurse doing it. It's not even... They put a glass of water a mile away, so you gotta hop yeah. over there with no fucking kidney. Yeah. With the tube wow. draining like a motherfucker in there. So it's it's tough, man. I think if you travel, you should probably get one of those GPS devices in your organs. Low jet. That's probably gonna be the next fucking thing. You know, it's crazy because uh, you ever watch anybody remember there used to be a show, and I just talked about it on HBO, and it was called Dr. Biden, where he used to break down crimes. Like if you mm. fuck Oh, it, I think I saw this. It's not yeah. homicide. It's something uh-huh. else. If you, if they call Dr. Biden in, you're done. Like if, they, if you're in a case and they go, <laughs> they contacted Dr. Biden, you're fucking done. And the most 
best thing he ever did was they found a girl, her torso off the coast of Jersey. Wow. And they took the torso with no head, no arms. And by the fucking tits, the fake tits she had, they had a number on it. Oh, yes. Yeah, what she had in her stomach, they, they found these clams. And you could only get it like three different restaurants. So they went to the <laughs> restaurant, got the security cameras. <clears throat> and yeah. Fucking brilliant. Yeah. You know? Wow. But the point being that they found it because of her fake tits. You know, she had like a... You know, right. Yeah, yeah serial number. numbers yeah. on yeah, each other. Yeah, serial numbers. Serial wow. numbers. So it's amazing that maybe 10 years from now, if they're taking kidneys when you're born, they'll just take your kidney out, put a number on it, and yeah. put it back in. Everybody will be walking around with scars and shit, like cesarean scars in their back. You never fucking know. You never know. You never fucking know where we're going now, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's how you could, you could tag them that way, and then you could... You know, those are my tits. Yeah, those are my foot. I wonder if they, when they do, uh, like, kidney transplants and they put the kidneys in the people or the hearts or whatever, if they put some kind of identifier on A that. tag or something. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, if yeah. they're going in, yeah, yeah. They have, like, an expiration date for the heart. I mean, yeah. you know, they, have, <laughs> they have a bunch of shit. When they give you the heart, they're like, listen... Do everything you can by 2016. Yeah, no warranty. You want warranty? Yeah. You want what kind of tag would it be? Like, like what is it when they branded cattle? Like, yeah. That's amazing being on a list and waiting. Oh, I'm sure it For a kidney be. and sitting at home waiting yeah. for somebody to die in a car accident. Yeah. Because that's what you're wishing for. You're at home going, fuck, when am I going to get my kidney? That 405 better not have traffic on it today. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're watching the 405 on KTL. Like, crash. <laughs> it's kind of twisted. Crash. And every, every time there's a crash, you're on the phone with the hospital. Get over there. Yeah. yeah. There's a fucking accident. Go see what's cracking over there on the 405. That's fucked up. In studio, my man. Fucking the best. Edwin San Juan. In the house. Filipino dragon. I hear you. We got my man Derek <laughs> from fucking <clears throat> Twisted Sister. Paintedvisions.com visiting us, making us an appearance. What's going on at Wisconsin? Oh man, life is good. I'm doing what I want to do, taking care of my mama, or she's taking care of me still. One of the way or the you other. Still live at home, and you don't give a fuck. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. You live at home? Yeah, that's kind of 43. Yeah. You know, live at home. So have you always lived at home? I moved out for like a couple of years, and I lived with uh, Jeff Garcia. And then I was like, fuck this, I'm going back home. Yeah, he's seen those dishes and smoking those socks. <laughs> it's tough, but yeah. Jeff don't do laundry. Alive. I think I live at home. Yeah. Fuck it, give it 35 a week, get laundry, meals, you gotta drive, you gotta get a done once a week. I ain't fucking bad. My buddy still lives at home. And, you, and you bring women home, right? It's no, like, I no. don't. It's like La Quinta, or I got Miles. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't feel that bad, though, because my brother's 45, and he still lives there, too. So oh, your brother lives there, too? Yeah, he's a fucking loser, not me. <laughs> wow. <laughs> when he moves out, then I'll be like, oh, man, I get the big bedroom now. Wow. But it's crazy. It's cool. She's getting old, so it's good that I'm at home with her. You know yeah, now I mean? it's good. Yeah. You yeah. do a lot of things for her during the week. Yeah, I take her to church. And you take, do? Give her medication. Yeah. Check her. She's got diabetes. I got to give her shots two times a day. You take her to it's church It's like I'm a nurse. Day? I wanted to be a comedian, so I want to be a nurse. And like, I'm really a nurse now. You take her to church every day? Yeah. She goes to daily mass. How about that for you? Wow. That's a real Filipino yeah. right there. Oh, yeah. Amazing. You know what I'm saying? It's not because I'm a good guy. It's just the guilt. <laughs> Really? I like, can't do it. My mom's like, I need a fucking ride. No, I'm playing. It's crazy. <laughs> She's so sweet. She don't cuss. It's very interesting. We've had conversations about the Philippines before, and you were like me. I didn't know shit. Right, right. I just thought it was a new breed of fucking Asian. And you told me, <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. When I was a kid, it was Chinese. And he's not and lying, you guys. And a couple Japanese, and yeah, a couple Koreans Korean. popped up. In those days, Koreans were in the Bronx teaching Taekwondo. 
that weren't even allowed into Manhattan. Nobody right. knew what the Korean was. So, you know, uh, uh, John <laughs> Ree came up. John Ree was a martial arts guy that did a couple movies with Bruce Lee. Right. And he gave the Koreans life, but nobody fucking really knew. I yeah, was, just the three main ones, Chinese, Japanese, Korean, right? Right. And then came the Filipinos, but you were telling me, like, you guys got conquered, and they were yeah. conquered by a bunch of people, but the Latin, Spanish people conquered them. Yep. And that's why all your fucking last names are all Spanish and yep. shit. It's exactly. funny, because I have a friend called G. San Jose. Oh, okay. And you're E. San Juan. So <clears> last time there was a UFC, I called Joe Rogan and said, my friend wants to go. Can you leave him two tickets? He goes, what's his name? And I go, G. San, San, Jose. San Jose. I said, no, G. San Juan. Oh, okay. And when he got to the fights, he called me up and there's no fucking tickets that went for G. San Juan. He knows who you are. Okay. We all laughed about it. Oh, that's hilarious. It's so weird. <laughs> I told him G. San Juan. It was G. San Jose. You motherfuckers, even your last names are Christian. <laughs> Catholic names. San Jose, San yep. Juan. Yeah, it's that that Spanish influence, man. They were colonizing, right? They they got us before they did Mexicans. I mean, we're the original Mexicans. Because <laughs> <laughs> it was years, years before, right? We were they were in Asia, so they went all the way around around the world. So what what year did they conquer Philippines? Sixteen hundred. Yeah, for three hundred years. For three hundred thirty-three to be exact. The, the Spaniards conquered <laughs> the Philippines. Big motherfuckers. And then a lot of the stuff is amazing, like the wardrobe of the Philippines, their cultural wardrobe, it's this thing called the, uh, oh man, I can't remember the name of it right now, but it's see-through. And it's like, oh, why is it, you know, it's because it's hot, but it really is because the Spaniards were, were in control, they wanted to make sure the Filipinos didn't have any weapons. Huh. So their shirts that they, they made, which is our national shirt now, is see-through. And it's like, oh, wow. But I thought because it was hot in the Philippines, but it's like, and a lot of the dances that, uh, Philippines do is like a lot of it's martial arts, but they were disguising it as dances. So they would train and it looked like they were dancing. But it's not really called Caparilla, that's a Brazilian one. What's the. What's they have Kali. Kali, yeah. Kali sticks. And there's different forms of it. But it goes from sticks to knives to. It's crazy, man. It's crazy because I studied Kempo, but it had the Philippine influence. He's black, the guy, but he lived in the Philippines. And he would say that he'd teach you how to do the move with a stick first. And he teaches you how to do the same move with a knife. But at the end, it's a punch. Right. So it meant the same thing. He was just teaching your ranges. It's fucking pretty, pretty cool, this shit. That that's how they teach the martial Stick, arts. Stick, knife, And then fist, they went yeah. to Hawaii. And Kempo, and all of uh, Kaja Kempo is a fucking, uh, it's a martial art that they created to beat up American soldiers, the Navy. Because wow. the Filipinos are small guys. The Japanese are small. They're right. small in Hawaii. So they had to devise a system. And the system is fucking amazing. You know, it's Kajikembo, but it's like they have all different dialects of it. And when they teach it, they teach it at different levels. So for the Filipinos to figure that out, that's bad for the fucking bone. It's amazing how things are invented because of out of necessity. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, wow. Like, I learned about my culture. Like, the Colt 45, the gun, was invented to stop for short-range stopping power. To stop Filipinos, like when, when they were in Spain, they were like, they had their castles and Filipinos were catapulting themselves over the knives and swords. And they had guns that were, shot, were rifles at long range, so they were shooting them, picking them off, you know, but eventually they were getting across and over, so they needed something with short range stopping power, so the Colt 45 was invented. You motherfuckers are natural warriors. Wow, but that's crazy, right? That's that's the gun was invented crazy, to stop, yeah. like, yeah. close range distance. That's amazing. They made, they made a gun to stop the Filipino. How fucking racist is that? That's why I want to make a movie called Lapo Lapo. I'll it's never a buy Filipino. a 45 ever again. Braveheart. Racist motherfuckers. <laughs> Filipino Braveheart. Yeah, right? <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Where'd you get into comedy? How old were you? Oh, man. I started late, man. I was like 26, 27. When did I meet you? 
Uh, must have been maybe like 97? God eight. Was it? Yeah. God damn. I know you were just a baby too, huh? Uncle I was Joey, man. That's Uncle Joey. Yeah, I was never a fucking baby. You were amazing. And you traveled with Gabriel? Yeah. Which is really cool. We did, uh, not for you. Oh, we did Piazza yeah, together. Yeah. We did a Gabriel show together. Stand Up Revolution. And Stand Up yeah. Revolution. He's on the second season now. You did the second season also? No, but I did the cartoon on it. He's okay. got a cartoon on there. So I got a Filipino character on Comedy Central. I think that's pretty cool. I don't think it's ever been a Filipino cartoon character. How ever. How was it working with Gabe on the road? Man, that guy is so generous and he's like so cool. You know what I mean? He's just doing it. He's showing us by example how he's supposed to do it, you know? And he's hooking up the homies and he's still taking other guys on, on tour, rotating them. Like, I think G. Riley went on, Gene Pompa, Ty Rivera. He's kind of like, he's got his main guys, but then he rotates, you know, a couple comics here and there. Because a lot of us will go through our whole career, probably never experienced that, going on a tour bus and traveling around the world and the country. It's pretty amazing, right? You're performing like 4,000 people. Night after night, you go to sleep on the tour bus, wake up, and you're in the next town, and it's like, what? It's pretty amazing, huh? It was cool. And we seen him, like, I... When I think of Gabriel, I still think of that casino off the 710. Oh, yeah, the bicycle, bicycle club. club. Right. Oh, yeah. That's what he used to book. Yeah. He used and they to book paid that. you 35 bucks in a check. Yeah. Like a week later, you got a check in the mail for 35 fucking dollars. You know how many times I went down there thinking about getting a grandma blow? There was some games <laughs> like, nah, we don't pay you. You got to go home and they mail you a check. That's how I think of Gabe. <laughs> I still remember taking Gabe or Rudy to me and Gabe to... Arizona to Tucson to the club right. uh, Bugs, Bugs Bugsies, Bugsies. Yeah. where if you had a bug in your hand they let you in the club for free you gotta see this fucking place <laughs> I what's think that, that big was, guy's name we ran it yeah his neck was this thing a ball of fat yeah. his fucking neck you, you had to see this to believe. the whole family was 6 foot 6 easy 400 fucking pounds the mother was tipping the scales at 380 you know he showed up at the comedy store well, I haven't been up there in like six years. Right. But he showed up a few times. He got the surgery, that guy. This bar was fueled by whores and cocaine. Yeah. Wow. Every time you went down there, if you didn't get your dick sucked, it was a problem. Oh, soon they pick you up for the airport. They picked you up. Clip, uh, strip <clears throat> club. It was crazy. This was a town of recovering cocksuckers. And you, <laughs> and you came in on a Wednesday and broke them out of there. They would have to go into that meeting on Thursday. You're not gonna believe oh, what happened. Awesome. I relapsed. Oh, I saw the Filipinos cop. They force you. They're like, touch yeah. it. I'm like, touch no, it. I don't want you. That's like, Gabriel, touch it. Gabriel lost his fucking jizzy with me on one of those trips. Are you serious? On the way back, we were talking about. It. He's like, Joy, I gotta talk to you. Some chick fucked me last night. He was 19. He was oh a wow! Kid. Right. No remember, comment. I remember falling asleep. He was a little kid. I remember, and this hotel Felicia was horrendous. You could smell death. Yeah. They killed strippers at this hotel. The doors wow. were locked. I it was, was across a, the street from the strip club. Right? Yeah, it was fucking horrid. And I got booked in Tucson maybe five years ago, and I went to the same hotel, and they redid it. Oh, wow. Some Indians bought it. It's fucking gorgeous. Some it's Indians. got days. <laughs> it smells like curry. It smells you know, like that <laughs> It's got that curry wang to it. Yeah. You can smell sandals. But all jokes aside, <laughs> curry wing. Oh, it's the worst kind of wing. Oh, that shit sticks into your clothes. So now you leave and you smell yourself an hour later, and you smell like a fucking Cub Scout. I mean, you can smell that shit yeah. in your clothes like musty. Yeah. But uh, I had some fun with Gabe. Whenever I see Gabriel, he makes you happy. Yeah. You know, there's certain people that you see and you just get warm. Gabe well, it makes me feel like I ain't doing stuff because he's doing everything. You know what I mean? From specials, he's getting ready to do a special, and he's got his 
series out on Comedy Central. It's a cartoon. He's traveling around the world right now. He's a you know. It's like, what are you doing, Edwin? I'm like, shit. I'm nothing. I'm in Studio City doing a podcast with Felicia, <laughs> drinking coffee. Now I got to pee from all the fucking green tea. I, I love it, drink. But we're lucky, man. We're lucky we're here. No, I'm Definitely. happy that you would do this. Today. Yeah, you know what? You're lucky that you have time to spend with your mother right now. Seriously. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just, I'm not really down on myself. But yeah. I'm just saying, yeah. No, it feels yeah. Sometimes these guys work so much, you make you feel like you ain't doing nothing. You but. get a guy right now that's got kids that's grinding it out. At 49, 50, and you grab him by the collar at a barbecue, and you go home and say something. If I could kill your wife right now. Oh, shit. Joey. <laughs> you can go home and live with your mom with those yeah. fucking kids. <laughs> would you do it? Each man would look at you and go, live with my mom. <laughs> yeah. We can give you your old bedroom. We'll put your old trophy back where it before. And you can raise your kids. No more wife. Just you, mom, and dad. And a big <laughs> In the garage, you come home. There's food for you. Oh. Your laundry's done. You got fresh cookies. Oh, man, this is good. Listen. How do you want to kill your wife? <laughs> they would look at you and think about it for five minutes. Warm cookies. That'd be the closer. Right? Oh, warm cookies. Warm cookies at night, though, like 9.30. Every warm day. Warm cookies without an argument. Just give me the cookies. You could be in the room naked, whacking off. Moms don't care when you're 50. Right. You're fucking disgusting. And she'll still give you the cookies. Will we? Are we going to kill your wife today? Don't say, let me eat a hamburger and I'll get back to you. Don't think about it. Because that's where it all started. Is mom. Who the fuck are you kidding? Any of us at any age, they come to us after everything you've been in your life. Because when they come to you and tell you that, that's when you think about when your mom told you. Mm. When you were like 10, someday you're going to miss me, you little motherfucker. Someday you're not going to have me around to pick up your socks. Right. What do you think your cunt wife's going to do it? They always <laughs> talk to you like that. You know what I'm <laughs> someday you're going to tell Has your this, mother talked to you oh, like that, Edwin? What do you think? Yeah, what do you think? Those dirty white bitches you dragging here are going to pick up your socks. Yeah, how would she say it, Edwin? <laughs> how would she say it? Oh, I don't know, man. They're, she, they're, they're, they're lazy. They're not going to do work for you. They don't even cook the dinner. You want that? You want the lazy whore? Ten years, wow. ten years from now, you're going to be looking at your boys. You're going to look at them at the dinner table. They're going to aggravate you, and you're going to go off on that speech. Oh, fuck. I... You're going to go, let me tell you something, you motherfuckers. Let me tell you something, motherfuckers. I'm throwing you out, but someday you're going to think of mommy. Watch, because you know what I'm saying? You're going to have a nervous breakdown, and when you least expect it, one day they're going to come home and go, Mom, I got divorced, dog. And Mom, I got to tell you, that day you yelled at me, I'm back. I'll never disrespect you again. I'll pick up my toys. I'll come back. It's natural. It's, different. it's a different relationship People at that don't point. Realize yeah. that. People don't realize that after you've been in a traumatic experience, if you go home and get around that warmth again, you're back. It mm. can save you years of therapy. Stupid fucking therapy talking yeah. to somebody. You can just go home with mom and you can figure out where you came back from. and won't get you Because moms will bring you back, bro. Moms always do. That's why I hang out with Felicia. She said, look, she showed me a shoulder. You sexy motherfucker. I'll got that little that pink. I know. I I'll bite that fucking shoulder right now, you dirty bitch. Look at you. She All right. Terry needs to have the baby soon. It went motherfuckers. <laughs> Ooh, look at her. She's looking all sexy. Oh, Joey. And that, I agree, though. Definitely agree. It really is weird. that that's when I, I remember when you moved in with Sean Latham, I said to myself. Oh, yeah. I looked at my clock. You lived with Sean Latham? Yeah. yeah, downtown. yeah. And I said, wait till he year. smells the first fart in the bathroom that morning. He'll be running back to his mom's house. <laughs> <laughs> Within four months, one day he's like, I'm back at home. I was sick. Like, dog, you don't have to tell me. You see a man underwear on the floor. It takes, a, at one age, at a certain age, like when you went to college, you could deal with guys' right. dishes in the sink and underwear on the floor right. and cigarette ashes. But there's one day you wake up and you're like, 
never again. I'm too old for this. And when you're 40 and you smell a bathroom after a minute, you were going to the bathroom at the, at the airport what? in the morning. <laughs> Just walk into the oh bathroom in the morning and ask yourself, do I want to hang out with men? <laughs> the shit smell is almost every day. Yeah. And you smell like all flavors, like all scents and shit. You're like, I would never live with a fucking man, you know? Sometimes I go in the bathroom after my wife is in there. And I yell at her for not lighting a fucking candle. Because to walk in the bathroom after somebody takes a shit, like Good a surprise Lord. attack, yeah. when that shit goes into your lungs and shit, that is fucking, that's a cancer fucking crisis. Well, you know what? The other day, uh, the tutor came, because I have two boys, and one of my tutor. boys, Wait right before the tutor came, <laughs> took the biggest, gnarliest dump on the planet Earth. And, oh. I, had, and I walked into the house, because I was in, uh, in the back office working, and I walked into the house, and I was like, oh, shit, this is bad. In the house, and not then, the bad house. No, no, in the house. And uh, uh, so then the tutor came and he had to sit through it. And, and Paisley, who helps me at the other podcast, she went through it and she's like, oh, it's really bad in there. <laughs> and then we went back in like five minutes later and we were laughing so hard. And the tutor had taken him out on the porch. Uh, <laughs> I was all like, Which kid was it? I'm not going to say the who it was. I'm not saying And you smell this shit when they're kids and you're like, what are you trying to decipher it? Yeah, like they have man shit now. It's man shit. Yeah, you, know? you start going, what did they eat to get this? You start questioning your own menu. You're like, what the fuck did they <laughs> did eat? The shit like shit? a horse. What are they eating that right. smells this fucking bad? I mean, it's, it's terrible. Man yeah. shit. And man you got shit. one bathroom. You're going to be inhaling two boys' assholes. I'm just laughing because you're going to have a baby soon and you're going to have your fingers and shit all the time. And that's that green Baby yeah, that's that sticky shit, that tar oh, shit. And they get all over themselves. They get all over themselves. You turn around to look for the powder and they're playing with it. Yeah. Uh, on their face and shit. That's when I just pick them up and put them outside. You're going to have to change the diapers with that apnea mask on. Baby shit, adult shit, man shit, nothing compares to cat shit. When you got to clean a little box out. <laughs> That's when you know your fate in life. I check myself every time I clean a litter box. That's what keeps me grounded. Like, fuck podcasts and stand-up and movies because I know what I'm going through. All the shit of me robbing and all that shit, that has no impact on my demeanor. When you have to scrape up that shit and jiggle it like you're looking for gold at the fucking beach because that, that fucking... That fucking dirt looks like the Jersey Shore sand with shit and cigarettes and stubs and fingernails and syringes. <laughs> That's what's in your cap box. Oh, when I pick up that dog shit, see, because I would never clean the, uh, the litter box out in the mornings. I always did it at night in the afternoon to help my wife out. But when you catch them in the morning after that all night chasing themselves and shit, they start shit and that shit comes out. I got one cat that does shit 10, 12 inches. I think a burglar breaks in and shits in my litter box. I even watch them to see who the fuck is shitting like that because this can't be. My wife is pregnant and people are like, how happy are you? I'm fucking depressed because I got to clean the litter box in the morning. I see rappers and candy wrappers. Those cats eat fucking anything. I'm going to starve those motherfuckers. You think I'm kidding? Uh-huh. I just tried starving them for a few days. No treats. Because the smell is horrible. And forget cat piss. Okay. Forget cat piss. I snorted a Coke that tastes like cat piss. I got a nasal infection. I don't wash my fucking nose. I think they did cut it with cat piss, those douchebags. But back to your mother. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs>
Wow. Back to your Catholic mother. I want to talk about this. Oh, my God. Someone needs to change the subject quick. Anyway. All right. Well, there you go. And it's funny. Like, you've been going to Catholic church since you were a baby, weren't you? Yeah, yeah. Religiously. And you had an uncle that was a priest. Right. I almost went to the seminary myself. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. There was a point where I was like, I was celibate. I was like six, seven years. What? Yeah. Just, How old were you? Yeah, it was right out of college, so I was, must have been like 21, 22, till like I, till and I was And you made it just a choice to be celibate. Yeah, yeah. And then I was I was studying theology and stuff like that. I was going to go into the seminary. But I don't know. I don't know what happened. I think I, I think because I was smoking weed, I felt that whole contradiction. They felt because it was always bad. It's negative. You shouldn't do You can't be doing this and both. So it kind of stopped me, I think. Because I think I wanted, to, I go, was going to Mass, and you see the priests, and they give their sermon, and it's like, oh, you see how you, they're not reaching the people. And, but it's probably why I gravitated towards doing stand-up comedy now, because I get to talk and speak. And, well, that's why I think mo- what, why I wanted to be a priest was to do that, I think, but not so much more the, the other stuff, you know. I don't know. I just never traveled down that road, so I never know what could have been. I fucking thought about it. Right, yourself too, right? I thought about it for a few years and what you had to do because I didn't give a fuck about the sex part of it, but I liked the whole, I don't know, I felt like you could help people as a priest, you know, like I seen the priest in parishes, small Jersey parishes. Doing things, right? You know, they're doing things. They don't walk around dressed up with that fucking thing all day, so that takes the edge off. When you see them in their natural environment, Right. this guy used to play basketball with us. We had these motherfuckers that took us to PAL. We used to get beer, and they never complained or nothing. I mean, uh, I don't know the other side of the negative. Uh, I don't really, I never saw it. I mean, the only complaint I had was they beat me when I was a kid, though. I went to Catholic school right. when they were allowed to beat you. But the other day I was thinking about it. I remember going to church with my mom after my dad died. I was a little boy, and we would light candles. You had to put right. light change in on Novenas. Novenas. And I would do that with my mom every fucking day. Right. Like she would go light candles for my dad's spirit. They believed that. But it's really weird to be raised fucking Catholic. Right. Like, that's why I think I, I'm free to talk about it. If I wasn't raised about it, like, I don't know. It, it was the weirdest experience to me, but I didn't know it till recently. I didn't really feel it. You? You feel weird? You go to church with your mom. You well, yeah, I, I would go because I had to go at the point, at one point. And then it went where I was pretending to go. And I was just right. getting the bulletin and... Saying I went, you know what I mean? Then it got to the point where I missed it and I went and rediscovered, you know, because you get confirmed at an early age, you're still like in junior high school, you know? So you really don't know if this is what you want to do, but it's just a process of doing it. So for me, there's, there's a program called Search, and they, they get Catholics that are at that age kind of like, because a lot of Catholics end up leaving and going to other churches because they don't feel like they're getting spiritually fed, because there's a lot of tradition and stuff into it, and you really got to search for it to find, you know, a, a good a religious. Uh, you know, uh, confidant and stuff like that. You know what I mean. But if you don't work for it and you go to, it's easy. It's easy to go into another church and another denomination. But to me, that all matter. As long as you believe in God, it's cool. You know, it's, He doesn't judge. You can't judge that one. One's better than the other. Or when people say, "Oh, you don't know God, you're not gonna go to heaven." It's like, well, I don't know. Who's to say that? God ultimately makes that decision. You know what I mean? What if you're a good person but you don't believe in God or you don't go to church? You know, does that mean you're gonna go to hell? You know. I have a lot of friends that are like that, but they're cool people. I don't think they're going to go to hell, but some people are just too by the book. What are the seven sacraments? I don't know if I know all of them. Baptism, Holy <clears throat> Communion, Confession, Confirmation, Confession, Anointing of the Sick, sick. Marriage, Matrimony, 
matrimony. And religious order. That's the last one. When yeah. they read your rights. Fuck, you hit it. I forgot all about confession being a sad mm-hmm. Fucking that one's a bad one. What? <laughs> nah. It's woo. woo. <laughs> it's weird because I was into it, and then I got out of it. And then I got back into it in Boulder. But in Boulder, I noticed that's when I seen the hypocrisy in it. I saw that the guys in the front pews mm. cheating on their wives. Why the fuck are you sitting in the front pew with your fucking family for you piece of shit? Right. So I got offended, so I stopped going to that one. And that's the church where Tom McCarthy's daughter and his family used to go. Tom McCarthy was the head coach of CU. Oh. And then once his daughter went crazy, he snapped. He opened up Promise Keepers. Remember the religion Promise Keepers? Okay. They were filling up stadiums. That's Bill McCarthy. All right. He was a Catholic, and then he became Promise Keepers, See, a Christian. Happens, right? yeah. And his daughter, they finally put her in the freak relocation plan. She had four different kids wow. with four, four different football players. Four different she, colors. Yeah, four different colors. She had the black. She had the <laughs> Salonessi's kid from Riverside, uh, the Samoan. Wow. She had Chad Brown's fucking kid from the Raiders. She had all those kids. She had Skittles. Like. Yeah. She, she, she <laughs> flavors. That's a filthy fucking... That's a filthy well, man. she's just equal opportunity. Is that the preacher's daughter? Is that how it comes out to well, me? Well, yeah. She was, yeah. Then she became a preacher's daughter. She went nuts. But it's funny that right there, I was like, fuck this shit. And then I got married. And I was like, fuck this shit. But I made my confirmation at 28. Wow. Because yeah. I got thrown out, right? And I wanted to regain. See, I think that's better actually, because you yeah, really know I, I what you're really what getting into. Yeah. yeah. And then Marilyn died, and once Marilyn died, I've been going back to church. I used to go to Sacred Sacrament, Blessed Sacrament on Sunset on Wednesdays, because it was twelve o'clock. Mm-hmm. I told Felicia it's all Asian, and then it's all Filipino. And I couldn't figure why, because Pacquiao goes there. Oh, oh so wow! Filipinos go there at lunchtime to see him. Right. But now wow. I go to a church where Felicia took the cover of me for the CD. Oh, okay. Oh, in front of a church? Yeah, no, it's it in was the church. in a church. Oh, yeah. So priest yeah. The door. Oh, wow. We snuck in and yeah, took pictures. That was fun, that right? Was fun. Puerto Rican style. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to tell her that we're going to take She's like, I don't know if I can do this. I go, listen, I'm going to take my jacket and we're going to run. They were doing shit. Yeah, they were doing going shit. On, yeah. There was like a little mass that they were rehearsing. We wanted Maybelline. We were praying. I go, Felicia. Maybelline? Yeah, yeah, no, we were in there. We were in and yeah, out. We were praying while you're there. Yeah. But the whole thing is, you know, there's people that just go into church in the daytime. It's right, right, right. It's open all day. You can just yeah. walk in there, kneel yeah. down, pray, light Reflect. a candle, put a couple dollars in the thing, get a little blessing. Do you know that Gamefly.com offers over 8,000 video games? What they do is they send you the disc in the mail, you send it back when you're done playing, and this way you don't clog up all the landfills. There's no late fees, no hassles with access to all new releases. It'll work on your PlayStation, your Nintendo, Wii, your Xbox, and now even your PC. And for our listeners, you can get a free 15-day two-disc trial. That's a $22.95 value. What you do is you go to our website podcast page, which is www.beautyandthebeast.com, and you click on the Gamefly banner. What was the biggest reason why you left? I think just kind of like ex- ex- uh, having sex, I think it probably was. Really? Yeah. And I was like, wow. Because it's so frowned upon if you're doing that. It's so, you know, and then they, you know, everyone else's parents were giving them condoms because they're worried about sexual, dis- you know. But if my parents would never think of giving them condoms because that means you're having sex. And it's like, you're not supposed to have sex at all. Like, so I think I rebelled in that. And I, I went through my whole stage. No, I'm not playing. <laughs> You're not playing though, right? Afterwards, when you got out of the the thing. Yeah, but like... I don't know. I never. I didn't. I wasn't one to sleep around. I think I just had girlfriends. Yeah. You know, and then it was still still to have someone that I was intimate with it was is this wrong? You know, so. 
but then I was going through a battle and all that from wanting to be a priest and then not and then you know being in love with someone and thinking oh this is just right or is it not or should we wait till we get married and then not being with her anymore and then just oh, okay just start having sex and I don't know you know it's amazing that a blowjob can't fill that void you know what I'm saying like, <laughs> sometimes a blowjob can fill the void of religion you know like you're like fuck <coughs> I'm not gonna it's amazing to stray away like it's, it's I lived by those values for years and I just right. blacked out the religion part of it once I started going crazy hmm. I was like I don't you even have know, to you have to because yeah. if not it's too much and I had it I still have it sometimes I still know you know I remember Sister Anna saying when you see people on the street and they ask you for help help them because when you die that could be God dressed up. Fuck that fucked with me. Wow. So I always got something in my mind, you know. Look at bums. You know, this guy coming up to you in heaven going, remember me, you helped me wow, years wow, ago. Wow, that's pretty deep though. Here I am. So I always think of it like this. Is it real? Who the fuck knows? Should I think this way? Not for really, but for me, it's something. It was always a curtain. You know, I always knew murder was a fucking mortal sin. Right. You know, go, but murder's a mortal sin and not going to church on Sundays is a mortal sin. So what the fuck? You gotta give me one or the other. You know what I'm saying? If I skip a couple murders, if I skip a couple churches, we're good. If I murder somebody, it, it was such a. Those are the things I didn't understand. Right. right. I didn't understand those. Those. Or venial things. sin and a mortal sin. Because right. a venial sin, sin is like, what? What? Is, how is that different from a mortal sin? It's lesser, right? Yeah, it's like cheating on your wife, or you know. Yeah, but missing masses is mortal sin. When you stopped, uh, then wanting to be in the seminary, did. Did it cause a, a problem with your family? No, I think they didn't want me to be in a seminary. You know, they were like, are you sure you want to do this? And, and I was like, well, I'm thinking about it, you know. But they were really, because my uncle was a priest, and he was the one that I thought would push me towards doing it, but he was the one that was most really telling me not to, you know. I don't know what, what his experiences was, but I think when he got older before he passed, he was like, felt like, you know, he didn't have a family and, when you get older, family is real important, and you know, as far as taking care of, you know, he had no one to take care of him when when he was uh, on his the way Catholic out. The Catholic Church didn't take care of him. <clears throat> they had a uh, something, but then he changed his order. He was, I think, he was di di from the different diocese or something like that, and he changed diocese. Yeah, yeah he changes uh, he changes the order to from religious to is it secular or something like that? Different type of priest. There's a religious order, secular, and so then he lost his benefits from that. But he still had retirement money, but then all the money he saved from retirement went into health care and providing, you know, uh, Do priests get paid? Yeah, they get paid. Very little. Yeah. It's not, it's not nothing, you know. Uh-huh. But they make money on donations. So let's say, like my mother, whenever she had a, a thing for the church from my father, she would pay the church and pay the priest on the side, but then she would give the priest like 200 and a bottle of scotch. Yeah, I remember going to weddings with my uncle a lot. He would right. get like gigs. Right, you almost. get gigs. Yeah. You, get, you get promotional gigs. Oh, really? You don't go on the road, but you do go on the road. You know, if you invite me to come over here on Sunday for your kid's barbecue, it's well known you're going to give me a check for 100 bucks. You know, what is it to you? You donate to the church, you know? Mm -hmm. But if that motherfucker goes to three barbecues on a Sunday, yeah. that's three bills. And if he does, you know, a wedding on a Saturday, you know, <laughs> He That's the kind free. of priest you would have been, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember mom going, oh, they're cheap. I was like, yeah. what? Like, yeah. <laughs> what? Say that again? Like he would get that envelope and then would be in the car and he'd be like, oh, they're cheap. And I was like, oh, what do you mean? Like, you're supposed to be doing it out of the goodness because you're doing it, but it was almost so far he was like, oh, yeah, only that much? Like, fuck, yeah. you know, like, you, know oh, you go to a $50,000 wedding, you're going to give me 100 bucks? 
You already spent fifty thousand. Throw me a grant. What the fuck? We're already in the fucking hole. Let me, throw, let me throw a blessing on the table. Let me throw a blessing on the couple. You know these blessings are expensive here. Throw oh me a fucking yardstick. Can what you imagine fuck? if Joey was a priest and he took your confession? <laughs> He'd be like, what the fuck? No, I mean, confession is probably the hardest thing because you don't know what to expect. Like, I went through the levels. I went through the fucking levels. Do you do face-to-face or do you do behind the thing? You do behind the thing and then you have to... I did my communion. I remember working myself up fucking oh, crazy for the communion. And mm-hmm. You had to wear a suit. And, you know, you taste the cookie, the body of Christ. And throughout the whole level, I was waiting for something to happen to me. Okay. Like, I'm like, I'm still stealing. I'm still playing with kids. I wanted the Lord to touch me. So after you didn't feel nothing, you're like, this is bullshit. But I continued in it. But then once I got out of Catholic school, I still went on my own okay. for like two or three years. Then one day I was like, fuck this. It's cutting into my pussy time. It's cutting into my fucking, <laughs> it's cutting into the time right here. You know, when you get to be 14, 15, it's tough. It's a tough yeah. sell. Catholic religion, oh, karate's yeah. a tough sell. You can have these kids that are black belts from the time they're six to 12. But once they get that whiff of that fucking monkey, it's all over. Once, and that's what it is. When you're a teenager, once you get that whiff, you know that there's another way to life. You're like, fuck toys, fuck karate, fuck hanging out the pool. I'm going for it. You it's know, a distinctive it's, whiff, too, huh? It's a distinctive <laughs> whiff. You know, when you're a young kid, you know. First, you have the whiff of jerking off and sniffing your fingers. I'm trying to figure out what's a, a definition and difference between whiff and wang. <laughs> wang is when you're in there deep. You're deep. <laughs> you're sniffing that motherfucker. I got allergies today, so I can't really sniff. <laughs> but right now, with this congestion, I could still get a whiff of a monkey. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, just a I can't breeze. get the full right, patois. I just wanted like, to know. I what can't the smell your kidney, but I can smell the outside, a little sweat, a little. <laughs> little sweet pea. You know, I get that little fucking patois. So, Edwin, let me ask you this. I don't know. Uh, But when you left, did you feel totally guilty? Like, were you like, oh, something bad's good? Did you feel like any sense of that? I didn't think, I I think maybe I did. That's why I came back where I don't know if I left completely. I just didn't, I didn't take communion anymore. Sometimes I would go to mass but just not receive communion because I felt like I was living in sin. So, but then, you know, uh, now I'm back to taking communion, went to confession. Uh, I feel I feel a lot better, you know. But I, I don't know. I don't think I felt bad or guilty. I think those beginning years before you know you get the whiff, mm-hmm. it's the setting that foundation, you know. And you know, you, oh, it's established and it's ingrained. And you kind of go out and you experiment and you stray away, you know. And then that's why I think confirmation should be made later, not not at an earlier time when you when you could do it really firmly believe and say, oh yeah, this is what I do believe in. Two questions for you, Edwin, real quick. Uh, number one, when you go home and you're watching TV and you in your house and you hear something about a priest or something, how do you feel? Uh, I don't know. Like if I was an ex-cop and I was watching 21 Jump Street or something. Like how, how do you feel? Like whenever I'm at home and I hear something, a oh, like a priest doing that. Oh, like that. Priest, how do you feel? Like, do your feelings get hurt? Do you block? I block it out because I love the Catholic religion so much. So right. I'm a hypocrite in a way. I block it the fuck out. I don't want to hear about it because I always focus on the beauty of the religion. Right. It's just sad because you get a bad rap, but it's, you know, you can't really complain about it because they swept it under the carpet for so many years and years, right? It's like like the whole Zandusky thing, but it was just crazy. They would just move priests from parish to parish, but then they would just end up going doing it at a different parish, you know? But that's how the church does because it's separate from church and state, so they're running their own own thing you know like from it's coming from rome right 
from the Vatican and stuff. So they follow all the rules, what, what they're told to do. So if someone gets caught embezzling or doing something like that, they don't get lose their, uh, what would you call it, priesthood. Mm-hmm. They, would, they just get relocated to another parish. And they sweep it under the rug. You ever see the Pope? Um, no, I never have. I My parents have. I see the Pope. It was fucking amazing. You did which Pope? Did you go to? I have no fucking eye punches. Pilate the Third. I fucking have no when idea. John, probably John Paul. No, John Paul. I went yeah, to Yankee Stadium one year with my mother. Uh-huh. And I remember, you know, here's my mother selling coke and running a bar and numbers and cursing and drinking. And I'll never forget how strong that image was for her. You know, he was fucking a hundred yards away. In a thing and they were carrying and a him. Bill? Yeah. And I think this is way before the Pope Mobile, but I remember how she felt. And just from what she felt, I got excited. Like, I had never seen my, I had seen my mother in baseball games curse and yell, fuck you, cocksuckers. <laughs> and here, you know, she was fucking holy for the day. Like, throughout all my life, like on Fridays, I always think about the fish soup my mother used to make. Okay. Can't replace it. Because they were from, my father's <clears throat> family was from Spain. That's their fucking specialty. So my mom got the recipe, and she would take the fish and break it with her fingers. Oh, Felicia. Oh, Felicia. But every Friday, you know, I go to acupuncture on Tuesdays. And on Tuesdays, I don't like no drama in the afternoons. Right. Like, after I go to acupuncture, I'm done for it. Like, I tried to go to the gym yesterday. I had to get off the bike. I, I can't do it. My body, I, I drink water, and I relax. Right. And I got all those things from my mother. On Good Friday in my house, you couldn't fucking play music. Shut it down. As on. crazy as she was, she wouldn't play music at the fucking bar, Felicia. Like at 9 o'clock, she'd play music. But she wouldn't play music. On all those little Christian days, we couldn't do dick. September right. 8th, September 24th. Uh, uh, yesterday, I was supposed to do dick. October 15th, I was supposed to do dick. Uh, December 4th and December 17th or is those a big the obligation days yeah those are the obligation days I can't do dick I'm not supposed to do dick and I just want to tell you something else let me tell you how deep my Jimmy runs you know I'm having a baby right. Felicia's the godmother okay and, and my wife is Christian you know they're fucking they, they play with snakes in fucking Tennessee <laughs> wherever the fuck she's from it's like saying fucking Christian in the same sense yeah <laughs> great. and uh, her parents are something else but I, Ever since she told me she was pregnant, like a month later, I was like undecisive. I was like, should I baptize her? And I'm like, what the fuck? Because they say the kid is whatever the mother's religion is. Right. I don't mm-hmm. give a fuck about those snake handling motherfuckers. You follow mm-hmm. me? I respect whatever she She's an orthodox, whatever the fuck it is, an orthodox Christian. And I respect it, but I wanted my kid to have, be baptized. Uh-huh. Don't know why. It was just something. I'll die for it. I'll right. die. You know, I'll die. Fuck the parents. Fuck everybody. This right. is what I wanted to do because... It was. It's so Spanish, and it's so fucking Catholic. I think a bad. Part I mean, of listen, you, bro. Yeah. You can look through a thousand fucking movies. I told Felicia, the baptism in the Godfather is one of the most brilliant scenes because they ask him, "Do you oppose the devil?" And right. he's like, "Yeah." And meanwhile, yeah. you just see people getting <laughs> shot, and it's just so strong. But right. in our religion, the baptism, like I'm going all out for my baptism. Are they going to ask me that? Fuck yeah! Do you oppose the Satan? Yeah, you reject Satan. And all of a sudden, you're going to look at him and go, I oppose Satan, but I love cock. (laughs) (laughs) And in my world, it's the same motherfucking person. (laughs) Cock and the devil. Put a cape on him and dress that motherfucking red. Right? But, uh. Interesting that you should choose me to be the the godmother. Very interesting. Well, no. Well, you don't reject Satan? No, she rejects Satan. But it's funny because uh, it just meant so much to me. 
Right. The one part of the, she's somebody. This one. And your wife's okay with it, right? She's all, she okay with it, but I'll shoot her. Like I'll wait for somebody to come up to me at a, at, the, at a barbecue and say, "Hey, you can live with Edward's mother." Yeah, right. If you kill your wife, <laughs> fucking lupia and fucking pigeons flying around. I'm in, bitch. But no, she's got to be okay with it. This is what we do. You know, right. this is part of who I am. Plus, if anything ever happens to the baby, she got Felicia. There's two things to right. that Godfather thing. You know, it's a, it's it's a beautiful thing. My Godfather, I learned so much from him that it was beautiful. I I always knew that this guy had no commitment to me. He's not my blood. But he has to love me. He right. made a commitment to, to Jesus that he has to love me no matter what the fuck happens. Like, that's the biggest commitment you can make in the world. To pick up a kid and take him to the movies when he don't belong to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A fucking pain ass kid when he's four or five. But it was it's a work in progress as a Catholic, I always thought. It's just, that's what it's about. It's loving people you have no bond to. You know, I have to love you. You're my brother. I don't have to love Felicia, but I do. She's not my sister or blood. So that's why I just want to do it. So I want to let you know. It even brings you guys together. Yeah, no. This is a weird thing. This is people have no idea the bond that it it connects. And that's what I wanted. I wanted my kid to see the bond because I learned so much from it. I learned that you have to live and die. You have to live and die for fucking people. Something happens, there's no argument. You know, when you're a godfather to a child, there's no fucking argument. This is it. This is... is, so uh, we call it Ninong. That's yeah, the term. See, it's fucking Ninong. Tough. Oh, it's yeah. big. Yeah. yeah. Did your mother come from the Philippines? Yeah, she came. She, she came was right from Manila. Uh huh. And my dad was too. Just different provinces. Yeah. Did they meet here? Uh, no, no, they met over there. And my dad was in the Navy, so that's how we became citizens. We were born citizens because my dad was in the U.S. Navy. Oh, he was. Yeah. And then when we were born all over the world. Like my brothers were born in Guam, and my sister was in West Virginia, and then I was born in Taiwan. Oh, really? Yeah, so I was made in Taiwan. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> Look at that with cracking jokes at lunchtime. Have Taiwan. you ever been to Guam? Uh, I've been to Guam, yes. Yeah, I did comedy there once in Guam with Robert Schimmel. Oh, yeah. yeah. I did it there, too. It's cool, huh? Yeah, it was really beautiful. Would you play it? It was at the Hilton or one of the hotels? Or it was at one of the hotels. Yeah, it was at one of the hotels. And then... Uh, did you get to snorkel and stuff like that? We to- Yeah, I snorkeled Isn't with Robert so cool? Schimmel. Isn't that weird? Yeah. <laughs> and I have a video somewhere. Of Robert Schimmel playing the piano with his nose, this grand baby piano in the hotel lobby, or somewhere with his nose. I should I should bust that he's out. He's so great, man. Yeah. He I'm was, gonna bust that out. That he's dead. I, I can't believe I seen this picture yeah. in Baltimore. I was like, I thought of one of his jokes. I was giggling to myself. So all those talk about adversity, though. He went through so much stuff, right? Yeah, he From getting sick yeah, and then like yeah. getting divorced. Then he, and, then he hooked up with his fucking daughter's friend. He was a savage. That's the way to do it. He said, fuck it. If I'm going to go down, I'm going down with Man. a 21-year-old. <laughs> That'd be the worst way to go down, though. It oh really, really, it... really fucking is. What, what else is he going on He told me a funny life? story, a dad fan story. He was he like, Yeah, Robert Schumann. We were at the Improv in Irvine, and Frank Kelly introduced me. I got to meet him. It was cool. And then he was, oh, you're Asian. No, he said, you know, dad fan, that fuck. <laughs> and I was like, what? I guess he, uh, we were in New York and he ran into him and Dad Fan was telling him, oh yeah, you should try out for Last Comic Standing. They have like auditions coming up and I think you'd be good at it. Like Dad Fan was telling him that and he was like, you didn't know if he was joking or, because uh-huh. like, you know, Robert was kind of, what? Like, this guy know who I am or, but it was just so hilarious when he was telling me that because he was so, he was fired up about it, you know? But it's just some comics that are ignorant or blind or just going through it. Like, how embarrassing, huh? Going up to someone like that, to me, he's 
Wow, Robert Schimmel. Like when I met him, I was really like I was really impressed. Impressed, like, yeah, really, and the was... class A guy too, man. Like, and I was like, but for him, for that fan to say that, it was hilarious. Well, you can't know everybody. What's up, Felicia Michaels? What do you got planned the rest of the week? <laughs> oh, you going um, to Alaska I'm going next to week, Alaska next week, and oh. uh, that'll be fun. And um, just uh, I've been working on the. Uh, she said, "What uh, podcast with Danielle Stewart?" And that's been very interesting, you know, to try to figure out uh, the mechanics, the mechanics of it, because we're doing it on UStream at Sundays at six. Uh, Pacific Standard Time, and, uh, <laughs> and then we're turning that into the podcast, and so it's been interesting to interesting. kind of figure it out. Someone tweeted me today, "Would a guy enjoy listening to it?" And I'm like, "Give it a little taste," and he liked it. I mean, so it is what it is, but it's a lot of fun. And Danielle's fucking awesome. Danielle's awesome. Yeah. I know Danny. Yeah. Danny Stu. Danny Stu. She used to be a waitress Stu. at the Laugh Factory. At the Laugh Factory, right? Years ago. Yeah. yeah. She's cool. I like her too. Yeah, she's pretty cool. And you're doing that show every week on Sundays. Every week on Sundays. Okay. Like I'm gonna one Sunday. I'm not gonna be able to do it, but then she's gonna host it. Okay. So yeah, so it's cool. Yeah. And then you're gonna download it on iTunes. And we, we, I just downloaded the first one on iTunes. And it's so up. It's, it's up. It's All right. She said, "What? I'm trying to get Mike Maxwell to make the artwork for it. He said he might do that. Okay. Fingers crossed on that." I must owe Mike Maxwell ten thousand dollars. Really? Between you and him, I owe you each ten thousand dollars. Oh, stop shit. it! It's fucking stop amazing. It. Like what do you got going on? Then? What's in the future, fam? What's San Juan? I got the uh, Ventura Comedy Club coming up next okay. uh, next week or the end of the month, and then I'm going to the Middle East, man. You Doing, are? Yeah, Saudi Arabia. What are you With leaving? Gabriel? No, it's time I'm going back on my own. I'm nice. on November fourteenth, fifteenth, and then they're adding more shows. Like Ahmed Ahmed found out I was going to be there, so he's like. He's going to do some shows out there, too, so he's trying to add me to the bill. So oh, I think nice. I'm picking up, like, six or seven more shows. We're going to be, like, in Kuwait and Egypt, Cairo, wow. Riyadh, Kobar, all the hot zones. Are, you, are, you, yeah. are you scared when you go over there? Uh, kind of, man. You know, everyone's uh, on the business side is like, don't worry, you know, nothing to worry about. But all my family, they don't want me to go, and they're telling me not to. And You know, but the money's right. Like, the money is, like. But then you may feel like, wow, am I selling my life for, you know, this much money only? Okay. <laughs> a grenade to your fucking head. But hey, <coughs> but you hey. still die with a flag over you, you'll be an American. Yeah. Finally, so, you follow me? It's fucking beautiful. It's amazing just to travel around the world or just to travel in general to see other people is when you learn Oh, uh, we're most. so lucky we get to do that. Yeah, right? You know? I went a couple years ago to Iraq and Kuwait, and just when you go there and you see how other people live and... As a woman, how you're treated, like, Ooh. if you're not with a man, people, other men cut in front of you because, they're, you know. You're less than them. You're less than them. It's yeah. true, yeah. And then. <clears throat> Women aren't allowed to drive. Yeah. And then when I went and did comedy, I've told Joey this before, but when I went and did comedy in Iraq and you would go into these uh, little enclaves where they would have 250 soldiers, whatever they're right. called. Farms, forward operating bases. Like yeah, yes, yeah. exactly, uh-huh. right. And and then you're doing comedy, and then there's a woman there because they have people that help support uh, that forward operating base, I guess. Uh-huh. And, uh, and But those are like social outcasts. And to know that I'm standing in front of 250 of the least educated and strongest, youngest people in right. America, and I can say whatever I want, and then she leaves. And she has to cover her head. I saw her covering her head and stuff. Wow. And it was like, that's a trip that I get positive feedback for doing that. But she could never, ever do that. And for her to see that. Can you imagine that? Yeah, right? That's She's crazy. probably like, bitch. Under her <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> 
way too Hack. different from me. Yeah, right? <laughs> I said that a long time ago in my bedroom. <laughs> one, one of the neatest things about that one, and uh, our friend Derek is here from Take the Visions, uh, is he's a fucking geek at heart. We oh, were doing yeah. stand-up uh, live, and we were going up to the room to meet the guy from Ozo Motley, and Edwin goes, let's go to my room. We go to Edwin's room. He's got fucking the Hulk dolls in there. And fucking Spider-Man masks. He's one of those guys. Oh, really? He's the real deal. This guy goes to Comic-Con. My friend, my brother George said at the end of the night he had sperm all over him. He was coming on himself at the stand. Ooh, it's Spider-Man. Let me whack off on my neck. You love all that shit. So now you got Derek here. Derek, what do you got? What do you got to take the visions that's new down there for? A whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, they did the licensing for Bruce Lee. So yeah, there's a okay. whole bunch of new figures. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> a boner right now. Bruce Lee, what? Yeah. And they just did uh, New York Comic Con. was last weekend. Yes. Right. That's so what those exclusives will be coming through. Yeah. This week is Toronto. Yeah. Toronto, They're always back yeah. to back. They're getting bigger and bigger. Uh, we used to go to San Diego, uh-huh. but it takes a lot out of you. It's a yeah. huge trip. It's and it's like four days, man. My brother does it. He's got a bunch yeah. of stay yeah. George. Yeah. And by the time he leaves, he goes, man, that's fucking rough. (laughs) Yeah, by that fifth day, it's 150,000 people in San Diego. And then New York is growing exponentially every year. So, And you go for the costumes that people wear. Some of them are just ridiculous. Yeah, the people watching there is amazing. It's It's great stuff, man. Wow, I need to go. (laughs) I seen a Silver Surfer dude, and he had like a whole like leotard. And it was all silver, but he's carrying an ironing board. <laughs> he had silver, but it was like ripping on his butt, so like his butt cheeks were coming out too. But it was, he was all fat and out of shape. And, like, and dude, Silver Surfer let himself go. It was that, that was in San Diego. Yeah, San Diego. Yeah, we were laughing about New York, is because at least there, New York, they got to ride the subway home. Oh man, he's got to walk. I just got to hail a cab with holding yeah How that stupid ironing board. That, I <laughs> or what if someone's getting mugged and you're like Captain America? <laughs> 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 America, like, oh man, like an asshole. Man, I'm hungry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> walking around at Comic Con all day. Right. You're on your own. Kind Throw of a second. plastic shield or something. All the yeah. hope. What's, <laughs> what's the most expensive thing you ever bought at Comic Con? Uh, I don't know if I so much. Comic Con, I try to go for the things that are exclusive to Comic Con, like the little pieces that they have you got to stand in line for. But most of the stuff that I buy are like at places that, at your your comic book stores or. When I'm on the road, like I look at the lunch pills you have here, you know, uh-huh. it's really cool. So when I'm on the yeah. road, I find all the comic book stores and yeah. like to check them out and see what's up. So then I remember, oh, I got this in San Antonio or oh, I got this and you know, so as I add a little more to it, like you could point, probably point out your lunch pills and know where you got the planet oh, yeah. when you did Africa. Like. Right. I have a flipper one I got in Sacramento, in the old town Sacramento, like in our, for 40 bucks. You yeah. know what oh, I mean? Yeah, like right? I remember some of them, yeah. I had that yellow submarine one. You did? You did. Wow, that's a that's a good one, Joey. That's worth a lot of money. Is it really? Yeah, yeah. Is that you think the most expensive one right there, or no? Um, no, I have another yellow submarine. Uh, no, I have another uh, regular Beatles lunchbox, and then I have a, I have a bunch of dome ones. Like I have an original Star Trek, but it's not in great shape, and I have a Lost in Space that's in decent shape, you know. But yeah. You still have it, or is it? Lost no, I have, no, I have it. I, no, no, I have it. It's a family affair. That was my favorite show growing up. Yeah. Buffy, Jody, <laughs> Sissy. Yeah. Buffy's missing, I think. Jody's it's missing. addicting, right? Collecting and stuff yeah, like that. It's, it's no, it can be super addicting. And then they sometimes I repackage the same toy, but now it's a different card. Like, oh, I don't have this card. I got to get the yeah. back. Like, or there's a special commemorative coin. Now I have to get this one, but it's the same, same piece. Have you actually ever had a boner over finding something? 
Does that actually happen? Yes. 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 Oh, man, yeah. You know, you start knowing when the toy stores open and what days are the truck days, like Toys R Us, and you know, and you start meeting staff there, and, and oh, yeah. you get their number, and they That's text like... you, oh, Marvel Universe is in. And then you're, you're the first one way at the door with all the other nerds and geeks, and then the staff in there laughing at you because, like, it's five minutes before the store opens, and you're waiting in front of Toys R Us, like, come on, man, come on. Jonesing. Yeah, yeah 40, 30-year-olds running to the fucking spots to try to get the toy first. You know, yeah. if you get the cool thing, you're walking around the store holding it. All the other kids are oh, looking at you like, what do you got? And you're like, man, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That is frightening. Yeah. That is frightening. I hope I never witnessed that. When I was was like 11 or 12, I collected uh, the Fantastic Four. Mm -hmm. That was my shit. I liked Silver Surfer. But it was great because I forget what his name was, De Palma or something. He did it. You ever go into somebody's house and have like a front lawn like that? Uh He did it there. So he would bring the boxes out. And we'd go in there and tell him, De Palma, we're looking for Superman 1. He's like, I got it right here. When he would turn around, we'd just rob him. (laughs) We'd take all those comic books, poor guy. And then we'd take him to the Comic Cons. This was before they were Comic Cons. There was something else in New York City. And we'd sell them and buy. But I was a Silver Surfer motherfucker. I love that cock sucker. Oh, I love What's your favorite? Character. Uh, Spider Man, I would have to say, he's my favorite. Really? Because I, I, he was like, you know, punk kid, teenager. He had problems and snap, bully picking on him. Yeah. He liked girls. He worked as a photographer. I'm Asian. Just fit. <laughs> <laughs> well, my son, from the uh, very beginning, like since he could walk, Batman. For him, everything Batman. Batman. Yeah. Yeah. I was a Batman guy, too. I was a Green Hornet. I was a Batman guy to the Green Hornet beat him up. Remember when they had that episode in the stamp factory? Oh, okay. They fought Bruce Lee. Fucked Robin up. Oh, yeah. Fucked him up. And after that, I was like, Bruce Batman. Lee and Robin. Fuck that yeah. punk. <laughs> Bruce Lee and the Green Hornet got canceled and I was dying. I was like, fuck. I, uh, I was in Conan the Barbarian. Oh, yeah. I had a number one or... Conan in the Barbarian. I used to go to the 7-Eleven in Fountain, Colorado. Every time one came out and I bought and I bought, would buy one. I don't oh. know what happened to it. Isn't that weird? That's, That's random, crazy right? Woman That's the beast in you. I know. Savage. I know. Yeah. It was, uh, I remember I was hooked on models, mm. and I used to build everything, ships, whatever they had, but one of my favorite was the superhero models, oh. and the Hulk was the hardest, because he was breaking through a brick fucking wall, that motherfucker, so you had to build the bricks, then connect them with the glue to the fucking brick wall, <laughs> and hope he wouldn't fall off, but I got it, I paint them, I used to do everything, I loved Captain America with the shield. I wish I would have stayed a geek. Nah, I don't give a fuck about the superheroes. They could all suck my dick. You know what I'm saying? Just <laughs> that <laughs> they made the Avengers. That movie is crazy. Just it's, putting all those characters together. together. It's yeah. amazing. It really I is had a boner over that <laughs> when yeah. I heard that they were doing it. And then I was like, oh, what? And they got good actors in it, too. Because you see that the attempts they've made in the past of Fantastic Four was, like, terrible. Yeah, it was terrible. The first, first ones, you know. So if you're with a lady, is it required that she also participate in this hobby? Well, I don't know. The last girl I was with, she worked at Toys R Us. I was like, what? (laughs) You were at Toys R Us? That's why you started dating her, yeah. Really? Dating the dealer, yeah. (laughs) That is addiction, my friend. That is some addiction behavior. Yeah, I got you. you. She goes on (laughs) Match.com and looks for chicks that work at comic book places. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be checking people's Facebook for occupation. Have you ever dated someone that was really into it as much as you were into it? No, no, not really. I think this last person that I was seeing was probably the closest. Like, she went with me to Comic-Con and stuff like that, and it was kind of cool. It's amazing how girls, when they break up with you, they'll tell you, like, you know what? 
Fuck and never you. fucking <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's fuck true. Fuck you and Aquaman. You understand? Right. Go fuck I get, yourself. Yeah, oh. I get fuck you, Aquaman, and your mama. Yeah, why don't you go fuck Aquaman <laughs> in the ass? See if he'll let you fuck him in the ass. <laughs> Women get pissed off and all oh, that shit. Can no I tell you what I did? Yeah. Oh, yes. oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, so I was dating someone and they broke up with me the second time and I was just like, uh, I have to burn this to the ground now. <laughs> so... I, he goes, what are you doing now? And I go, I'm going to go meet this guy that looks just like you, but with a better body. <laughs> <laughs> the guy's sitting there going, what the fuck do I do to deserve this shit? <laughs> I know. You break up with me twice in public. That's what you fucking get. Um, in public? So I was like at a restaurant? <laughs> I said it with a smile on my face, and I kind of pretended I was joking, but I was fucking serious. Seriously? When a girl gets that pissed... When a girl gets that pissed, oh, not good, right, Joey Diaz? What are you gonna do? You know, so yeah. vagina on the when a guy gets that pissed, I put sugar in the bitch's gas tank. You know, you so, did. Yeah, you get pissed sometimes. When somebody fucks you. You're like, I'm gonna fucking make that bitch break down at four or five. You know what I'm saying? That's a motherfucker right there. Yeah. <laughs> she she sugar in at five. By five thirty, that sugar gets into that carburetor. Done. The car is done. You'll be out there fucking beeping people, pe- beeping at you. Oh, on a day like this, 100. Fuck you, you fucking whore. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> You're sitting oh, out there. What's wow. wrong with my car? You put cellophane, you get a, I told you, saran wrap. Uh-huh. That's all you got to put in somebody's gas tank. Wow. Have you ever done anything like that to a girl? No, anything I don't mean? think I've done anything like that. No, I would never, I've never done that. That's I've karma. done that to guys. Oh, you've done that to guys? I thought you said yeah. you did that to girls. I, did, I put sugar in the girl's gas tank because she threw my fucking clothes away. I had to do something. I couldn't yeah. just sit there and hurt. Yeah. But I would never. But a friend of mine taught me one time. We did it to a guy one time. If He, he used to be a hit guy. So that's how he did him. Wow. He put cellophane in their car and the uh-huh. car stops. When the car warms up, the, fella, the, the cellophane spreads and it goes over the, the fuel injection. Oh, so there's no gas. So the car keeps stalling. And then you have to wait for the car to fucking cool off before you drive it but after six miles that shit's around they can't even figure out the car dealership unless they take the gas tank off you do you put cellophane in somebody's car it's all over see that's the so beauty like about this the beauty of the beach everyone got real quiet Edwin just took a pencil out paper with the stick and then when they put gas over it'll go right down into the thing they start that car up just dissolve <clears throat> and I, he he knew he figured it out like how long it could go before the car heated up, and that's how he would get you. Once your car breaks down, he'd shoot you. Brilliant. And they can't figure out why your car died. And if somebody yeah. fucks you, you want to fuck with them, they can't figure it out. Even at the service station, they'll pull it, they'll they'll check the gas tank, they'll clean the hoses. There's nothing wrong. Once they take the gas tank out and clean it, a flush the ball of cellophane will fall out. A little something from us to you. And people, and people. <laughs> a little something for the real motherfucking killers well, and killers out there. Right. That's why they hire criminals to help with the investigations and stuff it. like that. Because they know they think that way. Thank you guys for coming by. If you guys have liked the past hour of discussion, why don't you do us a big fat favor and go to our iTunes at Beauty and the Beast and leave a nice little comment because that helps keep us up in the hot list and this way other people can find out about us. And uh, as you know, Joey does his The Church of What's Happening Now, which is fucking killing it. That's really doing great, your podcast. We're on the What's Hot list of Beauty and the Beast, so and we'll know whether or not we got nominated. Yes. This week, a lot of people yeah. hit us up. If you voted, oh, thank you very much from the bottom of my heart. Man. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. That's very I'm interesting. very curious how that, that'll The podcast happen. festival was this week. I saw the pictures, just egos. 
Uh-huh. They got it. Let you go. You want to go down? There I wanted to go me. down there, and Joey's like, <laughs> "Don't you dare, cocksucker!" Don't you dare go down there. We don't belong. There. <laughs> they don't invite us and put us on the fucking list, and we could do a podcast. But we don't want to go hang out with those fucking mutts for. I don't know why people don't want to invite us. I don't stuff. give a fuck. Yeah, they're sleeping right now. They don't yeah, they're sleeping. They have yeah. the same yeah. regulars, you know, yeah. with their cute little mustaches. You know, who gives a fuck? Anyway, and also I'm, if you're <laughs> looking to buy anything off Amazon, we also have a banner on our website, uh, an Amazon banner. Click on on that and that's just an accounting that uh, uh, we'll get a penny for and uh, it's so nice to, to see you again and to, yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank to you. talk with you and we had such a great uh, co- uh, conversation at the coffee place Yeah. and uh, if you want anything for Christmas go to Tainted Visions is it art.com or .com uh, we bought them all so TainedVisions.com yeah we bought the whole thing they got shipping all over the fucking world by the way so if you live a hut in Beirut you can't right. get rocks thrown at you. <laughs> Fucking Derek will get we got you. stuff. We got you. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and you know what's funny is Joey did a, a, a commercial for you guys at Christmas. And yeah. this one, it is so fucking funny. You're so funny, Joey. I have a good time with you guys. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much, guys. Oh, Stay black. We love me. you, Felicia. Thank you. Don't forget about me. That's it.